we're going to be learning the fifth Sikha for Parshas Baal We're going to be dividing our share into two. The first part of the shir will be discussing Rashi. And the second part of the shir will be going into the halachic aspects of this Rashi and how it compares to other Rishayim and how it's Nagea, the Maisa, and we're going to be going through the Ha'aris uh, in depth. So at the end of this week's Parsha, the Torah tells us that Miriam got Saras, and Hashem says that in order for her to be healed, she needs to leave the camp for seven days. As it says, that if father would spit at her, would she not be embarrassed for seven days? Therefore, that she has to be in quarantine outside of the Machna for seven days, and then she will be brought back in. Meaning is, she will be healed, and she'll be able to be allowed to come back into camp. Next passage tells us, that Miriam was in quarantine outside of the Machna for seven days, and that people do not travel until Miriam was brought back into the camp. Next passage, and then it says that the people traveled from Chatzeris, and then they camped in Midbar Par, meaning they left. So the Shailois in, in these Pesukim are, that first of all, why does the Pasuk need to tell us that Ha'am le'nasa? Until after she was brought back in. Why does the Pasuk need to tell us that? Why would we have thought that they would be traveling and therefore the Pasuk needs to tell us that they didn't travel? What's the deal over here? Second of all, the next Pasuk in Pasuk Tazayin anyways tells us that after she was healed, that va'acher nasu'an. So we already know that only after she was healed did they actually leave Chatzers, the place where they were at, v'yachnu v'bidibar So it seems something that we already would have known from the next Pasuk. So what's the idea of telling us over here v'amlai nasu? So Rashi tells us that the Pasuk is trying to be madgish, that the, the reason, they really should have left. Right? They really should have left because they're supposed to be going into Eretz Yisrael. But they waited because... Covid and Hashem gave her covet uh, and wait uh, and to wait for her because she waited for Moshe one hour when he was thrown into the yard. So that explains a why the pasuk is telling us for Nasa because really they should have they should have traveled but they didn't travel because of her and that's also why it's repeated because it's trying to give that hadgasha it's trying to stress that it was that was only because of her covet. So the shaila that we could ask on this is that the source of Rashi is from a Gemara, but the Gemara focuses on that the Yidin waited for her, that the Yidin were waiting for her. So to explain, the way how the Yidin traveled in the desert was based on the clouds. If the cloud would move, then the Yidin would move. When it stopped, they would camp. So it was clear that who was the one that decided if they should stay there or move would have been Hashem. So what does the Gemara mean, this Akvala Yisrael? It's trying to tell us that the Yidin wanted to wait, that they also had a great COVID and a great love for Miriam, and they wanted to wait for her. The Orachim actually tells us, in addition to the great COVID that they had for her, they also had a Karsa type because they knew that the, the water, the well of Miriam, was because of her schos. So they wanted to wait for her. And this is Meduik in the Pasuk, because it says, Nasa. The people didn't travel, the nation didn't travel. Meaning, it could have just said that the cloud didn't move. The, the, the cloud, the Amnon, 
didn't remove. Why is it saying um, focusing that it was the people that didn't travel? Should have said that it was the cloud because the the chayra, the, the deek, is that Hashem wanted to give her covet. So therefore, the cloud, which Hashem, that's the way how Hashem decided if they would move or not, didn't move. Why telling us ba'am? So the Gemara is telling us because the people also wanted away. So that was an additional level of covet. Rashi doesn't mention that. Rashi changes from the Lashon Gemara and tells us that it was Hashem that gave her the covet. But this is, it seems like a deich gadol. Since the Pasik says ba'am le'nas, it's stressing that it was the people. Why is Rashi changing the taich, which would be the opposite of Pshutte Shemikra? That the Eden themselves didn't want to wait. That it was only Mitzad Hashem. The Gemara is saying that it was also Mitzad the Rashi seems to be saying that it was Mitzad the Yidin. Why, why is that? Even ask the question a little bit stronger that another source for this uh, idea of Rashi is actually from the Sifri. The Sifri tells us the Fichach Ikav Lahamakim. So it's actually the same beginning as Rashi that doesn't say Yisrael, but says the Fichach Ikav Lahamakim. And then it continues also the Shechina, the Aaron, the Kainim, the Babim, Yisrael, the Shiva Nani Akavid. All these other things also were waiting for her. Why doesn't Rashi, if the, if the source of Rashi is the Sifri, why is he taking out all the added parts of the Shechina of Aaron? It only mentions the first word, the Fichach Ikalach Amakim, Chalukah Amakim Kavid. Why take out all the additional uh, details which amplify the honor that was given to her? So to understand this, we first under- need to understand what was the covet that was given to her. Because the Pashtas, even if they would have traveled, she would have traveled with them. Because she couldn't have been, she was told to leave the camp for seven days. So if she would have been outside of the camp in a desert for seven days and everyone else left, she'd be on her own. She's in the middle of the desert. She's sick. She's 87 years old at that time. That's something which would be a pkuch nefesh. So of course, they couldn't just leave her there outside of the camp. Rather, she would have had to have traveled with them. So once she's traveling with them, then, so, 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 what's, so, what's, so what's the covenant? The COVID, so the Elamai you're going to say is that she had to be outside of the camp because Hashem said that she'd be outside of the camp, so she couldn't travel with them. But if she couldn't travel with them, that means they had to wait for her because if not, it would have been Sakanus to the Pasha Samirim. So Mamanashach, if she was allowed to leave, then she could just go with them because it's Pukuch Nefesh. If she wasn't allowed to leave, and then that would mean that everybody needs to wait for her. So, so what would be the cover that's being given to her? There was no option for her to, to there's no option for the Yidin to really do anything else. LMI, this was the covet. And with a little a quick dumb, we know that Hashem tells her that she needs to be outside of the camp for seven days. What's this idea of staying outside of the camp for seven days? Uh, L'chaira, the idea of seven days that we find by a Mitzayra is only by someone who we don't we don't know if he's a Mitzayra Mukhlet. There's two stages of Mitzayra. There's Mitzayra, which is Muskar, or Mitzayra Mukhlet. Muskar means we don't know yet if he's a Mitzayra. We need to put him in quarantine. And the Koyim checks at the end of seven days or at the end of 14 days to see if they develop the signs of Tumah. And then they would be called a Mitzayra Mukhlet and they have all the halachas of a regular Mitzayra. Or if after seven or 14 days the signs disappear, disappear then the Mitzayra would be considered Tahar. In our situation, L'chayr Miriam wouldn't have been a Mitzayim Muskar or a Mitzayim Muchlet. Rashi tells us 
that, and this is based on, in a Gemara, which is Machloik uh, over there, but it's based on an opinion of our mayor. But Rashi tells us that Aaron was telling, when it says, Al that our sister should be like someone who's dead because we all come from one mother. So Rashi says, what does that mean? It says, since we all come from the same mother, we're relatives. So therefore, I cannot tell her if she's Tom, uh, if, if she's Tomei, Tahar, Miyaskarena, Miyaskarena. In other words, that part of the process for a Matsuri to become Muskar or Mukhlet or Tahar is that there needs to be a coin there. The coin comes, looks at the Nega and says, oh, you need to be Muskar. Or he says, no, you're for sure Tahar, you need to be Mukhlet. Or he says, at the end of what, you know, once the Tahar says, at, at the end of the period that they're, they're either Muskar or they're Mukhlet, and the signs go away, he tells her that they're, you're Tahar. So everything's based on the words of the Kayin. So Aaron's telling Moshe Rabbeinu, I can't do that, my kids can't do that, because we're all relatives to Miriam. So Oibazoi, she can never become Tahar. So we need you to daven to Hashem in order for her to become Tahar. But the problem with this Rashi is two things. First of all, if, she, if Aaron and his kids can't make her Tahar, they also can't make her Tameh. So technically she's not even Mitzayra. And second of all, what's What's the deacon Rashi? It says, Mi skereno, mi Aaron's saying is, who will put her into quarantine and who will tahar her? Who will make her tahar? Why is he focusing on the idea of putting him into quarantine? Isn't his main focus is, who will make her tahar? Elamai, what Aaron's trying to say is like this. And the truth is, in Rashi, it seems like there's two ways of explaining it. Definitely in the other portion, there's, there's a second way, which is Bran Archaim. The Rai would be holding in the second way of learning. That there's two ways of understanding what, why, she had, why Hashem said that she had to be quarantined for seven days. One reason is, is that she was a Mitzayra. And prior to the process of the Torah, the Torah of the Mitzayra is that, they, that, that they're, if, if they need quarantine, the, the Hesker period, they have seven or 14 days. Afterwards, once they're a Tamei Mukhut, they have to leave the camp, they have to have the ripped clothing, and, and they follow all of the different laws that apply to the Mitzayra. And through them following the procedures of the Mitzayra, that's what brings the Tahara. So Aaron was saying, even if she's technically not Tamei, right? She's not Tamei because I can't make her Tamei. But she's always going to be a Mitzayra because since I can't put her into quarantine, that means she cannot begin the process of becoming tar. And she also has no one to make her tar at the end of that period of time, even if she did go through the processes. So me is great, who will put her into quarantine? So the process of tar can begin. I can't do it. So even if she's never going to be Tame, but she's also never going to become healed. So she's always going to be a person with Tsaras because she cannot follow the procedures of a Mitzayah. So therefore, Aaron says, you need to daven to Hashem that he has to take away the tzaraz. So Papashtis, what Aaron could have been davening for was that just daven to Hashem, remove the tzaraz, and then she, we can all travel together. We can go on our way. Hashem replies that in Hashem heals her, but he says that if the father would have spit at her, would she not have been embarrassed for seven days? So therefore, meaning is that since Hashem was upset at her, he says, like, when a, therefore, she needs to have some type of punishment that comes with it. And since this is a case of Mitzayra, she had the Tsaras, what Hashem is basically saying is that since she had Tsaras, the reason why she had Tsaras is because Hashem was upset at her. And the purpose of having Tsaras is to go through the procedures of purification and, and becoming 
uh, tahar and becoming a better person during the process of, of being in quarantine. So he said, Hashem is saying, if a father would have spit at her, meaning as by any other mitzvah, the minimum amount of time that they would have had is seven days. Uh, technically, I guess there could be a very there could be certain situations that if they were tummy muchlet right away, right when the coin saw them and, and it disappeared within a day, uh, it, it could be less. But A, there's no, seven days I should say is the smallest period of time which is recorded in the Torah. Because what is recorded in the Torah is that when a person comes to the Kayan and he has certain signs, if he doesn't, if he's not a muchlet, if he doesn't have all the signs, then he will have a seven day period of quarantine. So the smallest number we find in quarantine would be seven days. And I should also point out that Lachayr, someone who's a musker, is a lower level of, is, a, is, is not as, is a lower level of khurmah than a mukhlet. So if a, someone who's only a musker is tame only for seven days, is a minimum of being put into quarantine for seven days, so for, sh- for sure, uh, Miriam should at least have 14 days. Because that's the least amount for, for the for the Mitzayra Muska, who's the lowest level of Tumabaya Mitzayra, has a minimum of seven days, and that's the shortest period of time. So for sure, at least she should have also seven days. And this is actually also explains why Rashi says that really should have been 14 days. Because that if the lowest level of a Muska is only seven days, so if you're insulted Hashem, then it shouldn't have been at least 14 days, meaning it should have been two weeks of Hasker, because that's the next level of quarantine that we find. So the, the first level of quarantine that we find is seven, seven days. And since it's by Yashchina, it should have been 14 days. But the Yoyloveh, the Yashkanavim. So but anyways, the Rashi says that Papayo, that's only going to be seven days. But what's the idea? That the seven days is the process of Tahara. So the so Hashem is saying that she needs to have this Tahara for seven days. There is a second way of learning the Psukim. It's the Archaim and others learn it. And, and this is also even Mashma and Rashi. That in Achinami, she's actually made Tahara right away. Again, she never actually had a tumah, but she had the tsaras. She had the sickness of the tsaras. And as soon as Moshe Rabbeinu davened for her, it was removed. But Hashem's saying she did something wrong. So she has to be in quarantine for seven days, not because she had tsaras, but rather because she was in nidui, or nizifa as it calls, which is a different type of nidui. But she had to be in nizifa, she had to be in nidui, excommunication for seven days. So she left the camp actually for a purpose of excommunication that had nothing to do with her tara. But either way, uh, the, the, the pshat that the Rebbe is going to focus on in the Sikha is the first pshat, that it had to do with the Indian of Tahara. And then this is Mashma as a, from a few Rashis. First Rashi, which I mentioned already, is that Aaron was saying, that she had Saras, and who will put her into Hesker, who will cause it to be Tahara? And also the Rashi, on the words, where Rashi tells us that once she, that, that the, the, the Lashon of of whenever it says the word asifais by mitzrayim, it's because they're sent out of the machna, and then when they're healed, they're nesap al machna. Therefore, it says by them the lashon of asifa lashon achnasa, and this lashon is also used by Miriam. So the idea being is that she had saras, and once she was healed, as Rashi says, they're brought back into the camp. So here's again a mashmois from Rashi that over here we're talking about that she had saras, and Hashem is saying that she has to have a minimum of seven days. Stam, uh, it's interesting that the Ravid says on the Pasuk, that, that we find that a Mitzvah is called a Menuda, someone who's excommunicated. So, 
according to the Raivid, he says that a Mitzurah always needs to be four Daladamas away from anybody, even other Mitzurahim, the people who are Tami for sure, or Tari people, but even other Mitzurahim, since they're in Nidui, they always need to be four Amas away. So according to the uh, Raivid, every type of Mitzurah is a form of excommunication. Uh, so therefore, even according to the first shot that it had to do with, uh, it was part of the healing process, but a shame saying that part of this healing process means that she has to be away. She said Lush and Har, she has to be away from other people. I think Rashi says in another place, also in that Pasuk actually, that since they're saying Lush and Har, they cause, cause purism, a between two people, part of the healing, uh, and the Tshuva needs to be away from other people. So either way, it needs to be seven days. So now back to our discussion. So we know that she needs to be outside of the Machna for seven days. If the people would have traveled, they wouldn't have had the machana. You know that there were three machanas by the end. There was the machana Shechina, which was the Mishkan. They had the machana Lovia, which surrounded it. And then the machana Yisra, which was the other tribes, other Shvatan surrounding the machana Lovia. When they would travel, the Mishkan would be taken apart. So there would be no machana Shechina. So therefore, they might, they might have had probably the machana Lovia, machana Yisra, because they still traveled as Shvatim. They traveled together. But they definitely would not have had uh, machina. So even if you want to say that they had the Indian of machinas for Levi and Yisrael, because you can argue that there was no concept of machinas at all when they were traveling because they were at the middle of their journey. So maybe they didn't even have machinas at all. But even if you want to say that they had machinas, but that only would have been machin Levi and machin Yisrael, they definitely would not have had a machina shkina because there was no mishkin that was taken apart. So the idea was, though, that she has to be sent out of the gimel machinas. And Rashi tells us and this is on the Pasuk, that she has to be outside of the Gimel Machnes, that it means that she has to be out of all three. So if she's not out of all three, she can't start her tower process. She can't begin the, the process of having a refuah. As we said, that being outside of the camp is part of the process of, for a Mitzvah to become, uh, to do tshuva and therefore become healed and ultimately to become tahar. If they would have traveled, they would have had to take it apart the Machnashkin, and she wouldn't have been outside. And Hashem told her that in this situation, she needs to be outside for seven days. It says you have to be Shiva's Yamim, Machutz the Machna, Ba'acher Teyaseh. So she wouldn't have been able to start the process. So even if there was no Spkuch Nefesh, she would have been brought back into camp, and they would have traveled with them, and everyone was traveling on their way, but she would have had this rest for much longer. So what was the cover that Hashem gave her? The cover was that Hashem said that her quarantine should begin right away. And therefore, since the quarantine began right away, she was able to become healed in seven days, and then they, they traveled afterwards. If they would have um, traveled right away, or even, let's say, they waited a day or two in quarantine, and then they traveled, it would have broken up the period of quarantine, and then she would have just had Saras longer until they can stop again, and then she could continue um, the quarantine period. The Rebbe points out, Actually, in R25, that Yishlem Yaseir Mizu, that since it uses the expression to Sagar for Shivas Yom, and Shivas Yom is an expression which means a period of seven days. It doesn't mean seven days, it means a period of seven days, which usually means it has to be seven consecutive days. Like we find that, like by Pesach and all the other names, whenever it says Shivas Yom, it means a period of seven days that, which are consecutive. So therefore, if they would have waited two days and then traveled, she actually would have had to start again the seven day period uh, when they would have camped again. So the COVID that Hashem gave her was that she, he said to that she should go outside of the camp. And since she was out of the side of the camp, they needed to wait for her for those seven days until, um, until she was healed. 
So based on this, now the Pasuk is very Gushmak. Let's read the Pasuk again. That says, that it tells us that Hashem says that she be Tisog for seven yamim, and then it says, What is the Pasuk telling us? The Pasuk is telling us that the reason why they didn't travel is because Hashem said that she needs to be outside the camp for seven days. So technically, Hashem could have waited and says, you need to be outside for seven days, but uh, it's going to be in the future once, once we're camping for an extended period of time. But Hashem says right away that she should go out. So to Sagir Miriam Shivas Yamin, that was happened right away. And therefore, everyone waited for her. So we can understand why Rashi's different than the Gemara and also the Sifri. Because what Rashi's trying to do is he's trying to tell us what the gather of the COVID over here was. And he's saying the gather of the COVID was that Hashem said that she can begin the process right away. That Hashem says right away that she should go outside of the camp for seven days. And because she was outside for seven days uh, and everyone had to wait for her, they, she, got, she was able to be healed much faster. So the COVID was that she could become healed within seven days or not in a much protracted period of time. Masha'in came the Gemara the Gemara's focusing on that this that the Yidin waited for her. It's focusing on the Midah Kanegamida that the Yidin were the ones who also wanted to wait for her. So therefore it says the Yidin waited because it wants to show how the Yidin also wanted to wait. According to the Sifri, the Sifri is trying to express how great the cover was by how many people and how many things and the Shekhinah and the Anonim, how, how much and how, mag, how, how great the magnitude of the covenant that was given to her. But neither of them are trying to explain what the gather of the covenant was. The gather of the covenant was that she was able to be, that Hashem allowed her to become healed right away, and therefore everybody waited for her to have that healing. So the covenant came because Hashem wanted her to be healed. So Hashem made everybody wait for her that she could have her fur right away. So according to the Gemara, it's stressing more the idea of the Yidin, that the Yidin chose to wait. The Sifri is trying to show more the godless of what the Kabbalah, how many things were waiting for her. Masha'inkin, according to Rashi, what he's trying to focus on, what exactly what the gather of the, of the Toivu was, what the gather of the Lashon of the Rabbi is. Um, to R44, that he wants to show the gather He wants to show the gather, the goodness, and that ta'alas that came to this from Miriam. So part of it is also telling us the ta'alas what came from Miriam from this covenant, and that was that she was able to be healed right right away. And that's why it says because Papaya, who was the one that set the sagir shivas Who was the one that made the process that she should be outside for seven days, and that process should start right away? That was Hashem. So regardless if the yidden agreed or not, let's assume according to Rashi that the yidden of course agreed. They also wanted to stay and give her that covet. And also all those other things, the Shekhinah and the Anadim also stayed like the Sifri. But Rashi's not focusing on that because he's not focusing on how much the covet was or the quality of the covet or who gave the covet. He wants to really tell you more to Ellis uh, that, that came from it. Therefore, he's focusing on that it was Hashem gave it to her uh, and because Hashem was the one that says that you have to be Tisagar, Shivas Yamim, and I have to begin right away. So now, Pisa, we can understand a few more Dukim and Rashi. And they are, first of all, Dukim and Rashi, how he changes his Lashon from the Gemara. So, first of all, Rashi mentions that Kushahushluchi are, that when did the story happen with Miriam that she waited for Moshe? That was when he was thrown into the Yar, the Yar, the, 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 the Nilus. The Benjamin doesn't mention that. 
Second of all, Rashi adds the word merachik. The Medrash only said Rashi adds the word Merachik, and also Rashi adds the word Begoyim, like etc. They have to continue reading the story. Why does he do that? The Gemara does not bother doing that. So the answer is, based on what we're saying, that the Gemara's focus is only to tell us the idea of the, the Midah Kenegin Midah, that since she waited for Moshe, therefore the Yidin waited for her. So therefore, the only thing that's really relevant is to tell us that there was a sto- there was a period of time that she waited for someone to that she waited. That's all it needs to say. It says she waited for Moshe. How do we know that that his sister waited or stood there? So that's how we know that there was a waiting, and that's all that's relevant. But Rashi is also trying to tell us what the Taalus was for Miriam. So by and to tell us what the Taalus was for Miriam, he's also going to explain to us why she got what was the Mida Kenegan Mida that she got this particular type of talus. So therefore he has to add some pratik. So he tells us that when did this happen? It was And so that's the story. So the story is important. It was this is when this occurred. What happened? He continues that the sister stood Merachik from a distance. Merachik telling us that the help that she gave him wasn't that if it was a situation of Kuluk Nefesh, she would be able to save his life because she was at a distance, so she wouldn't have been able to save his life. Rather, what was the purpose of her being there? Rashi adds V'goymer, which the continuation of the Pasuk is, she wanted to know what would happen to him. And the idea of knowing what happened to him is that that would be able to help him sometime in the future for whatever he would need. If she knew, let's say, which Mitzri took him, tell the mother where he is, and they're able to help in different ways, or at least he wouldn't just be like an Asufi, some child picked up in the market, and nobody knows who the parents are. The parents would know where he is, and be able to at some point redeem him, or help him, whatever that's going to be. And what, what did we find Bapayal what happened? Bapayal what happened was, you know, the Baspari came, and uh, she finds him, and the Moshe is crying, and the Moshe needs the nurse, and he doesn't want to nurse from any of the Egyptian, Egyptian midwives. So the sister, Miriam, comes and says, she, you know, she needs a, a Jewish uh, nursemaid. And she goes and she runs, Ka'alma, she runs quickly to get her mother and therefore Moshe stops crying. So what was the taiva? Eventually, Bacha would have figured out a way to calm Moshe down. Would have figured out, you know, let's get the, a midwife from the, the Jewish uh, woman. But the mile of Miriam was that since she was there, she was able to minimize his suffering that she was able to run quickly and get someone who would be able to nurse him. So she minimized the suffering of Moshe. That was the ta'alus of her waiting. So the ta'alus of Miriam waiting for Moshe, Bapayal was that she was able to minimize the suffering. So who had been the ta'alus of, the, of Hashem saying, Cholik Lahamakim was that it would minimize her suffering that she had. The next part of the shir, we're going to focus on this halachic aspect of that you need to be outside of the camp in order to have the refuah. Seven days, you have to be machna. So what would happen in situations where there is no camp? Could there be a tahara? 